Hey everybody, today's episode of the Under the Cloud podcast is episode number 25. Uh, today we sit down with an old friend again, uh, Deuce Stevens, and Deuce gives a testimony about what God's done in his life, bringing him from his childhood all the way up in the ministry, and how and all the little things that happen that at the time we don't even realize that God's involved, but he is, and we all know that. Uh, but one thing I was thinking is, as we do these testimony episodes, uh, you know, the Bible says, in Revelation, that we're overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. And that's absolutely true. But also, when you hear a testimony from someone else giving it, um, it, it encourages us to do to, to stand firm on what God says. It encourages us to, to know that, hey, if he can do that for them, he can do that for me. And uh, another element of that is that when you hear someone come out of alcohol or drugs or whatever it is, uh, it can encourage you to continue praying for your lost loved ones that you have, those that are around you that need Jesus. It can continue. Let it let it continue to uh, encourage you to pray for those around you because they need you to pray for them. Um, but anyway, so do Stevens today, uh, episode number twenty five. I was hoping that by episode twenty five we could start the denominational part of this, uh, but that's not ready yet. I actually have. Um, uh, the man set up aside for my first episode, and I gave him a month to prepare, and we talked about it. And uh, so that's coming in March. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, if you have any questions or concerns um, or just comments, let us know. Uh, the email is under the cloud podcast at gmail.com. Uh, like us on Facebook, um, and then you can get more information that way. And we always post everything on that. If you, uh, if you need, this is on uh, Google Podcast is a really good way of finding it under the cloud podcast on Google Podcast. It's on Spotify and also on the Apple Podcast app. Um, so share it with somebody and let them know what you think. And uh, man, I'm excited about today's episode with Deuce Stevens. So without any further ado, enjoy the episode. You're listening to the Under the Cloud Podcast. Are you ready? Yep, I'm ready. Uh, let's pray. Lord, we love you. We thank you for this opportunity to get together, Lord, with old friends and, and great testimonies. Lord, we ask that you just be with us as we sit and talk about you and what you've done impacting our lives. Lord, I ask that you just give us the strength to stand firm on your promises, Lord, of what you've promised us through Scripture in our hearts and our revelation knowledge in our minds, Lord. Lord, I ask that you just continue to touch us today, Lord. Help us to reach people and help this to be an impact for the kingdom. We thank you for all that you do. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. So, Amen. So today I have, I just realized, I was like thinking, like, I don't even know your first name. I just know you as Deuce. And I've known it before, but what's your name? Robert. So Robert. It's actually Robert. I'm the second, yep. Yeah, in the second, so you go by Deuce. 
And I remember saying, why they yeah. call you Deuce? And you're like, because I'm, I'm the second. And I'm like, oh, okay, Deuce. Okay, I got you. I actually know a Trey, which is kind of cool for the same purpose. And we used to work with a guy at Burger Electric, and we called him Quattro because he was the fourth. That was really, really funny. So, um, but, there you go. So Deuce Stevens and I have known each other for uh, probably eight years, maybe more, maybe nine years. Uh, we used to go to church together, and then uh, God took him to Kansas, and so I haven't seen him since. And uh, and I found out a few months ago that he was in town, and he had to make a quick turnaround and left. And when they said Deuce was here, I was like, No, I didn't get to see Deuce. But you know, I know I know he had stuff to do up there, so we didn't get to really hang out. So I reached out and said, Hey, would you like to do this and also catch up at the same time? So how are, how are you doing, Deuce? Man, I'm doing I'm doing good. Uh, Kansas is cold. Um, I don't like the cold being from Southwest Louisiana at all. Um, yeah. You know, it snows here often. Uh, a couple weeks ago, we had temperatures, and for like three days, it didn't get above zero. Uh, so it's it's cold, man. Um, but other than that, uh, it's it's it, Kansas is good. So you're in in the Topeka area. So I'm actually in Wichita. Uh, I oh, live in right, a little right. suburb. Uh, yeah, a little suburb called Derby, um, just outside, just south of Wichita. Um, and and Wichita's big. Wichita's got about half a million people uh, in the county there. Uh, they call them counties up here um, yeah. instead of parishes. Cause, That's what you're you know, supposed but, to call them. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, so, I, um, I've been in yeah, Louisiana for 11 that. years, and I still catch myself trying to say county all the time. But it's like I, I've about got better with that. So. But so you're you're up there. Um, your wife's from up there, correct? And she is, yeah, and she, so you're you're, you're up there near her family. And uh, uh, Kansas is a beautiful place. I've driven through Kansas many times, and and uh, we always make the joke when we're driving out of Kansas, to, so that we all say we're not in Kansas anymore. Just like, and it's not like something we get to do on a regular <laughs> right. basis. So it's kind of stupid, I know, but it's fun. Maybe the kids remember that when they're older, but. But um, <laughs> they will, they will. <laughs> but so um, I, I'd reached out to you and said I'd like you to do an episode, and and I like I always do. I ask people what they want to talk about because if you come with a passionate uh, conversation, that it'll make for a better conversation. It'll make for easier listening versus me forcing yeah. you into something that you don't want to talk about. So, um, and you said you didn't have anything. And uh, and I'm like, well, I know you have a testimony, so I said, let's get you on here. And we was trying to schedule it, but for last night, and then uh, softball wound up taking too long down there in the West Lake and uh, in your uh, neck of the woods. And then we, uh, mm-hmm. I, I texted you. I tried to call. He's like, I'm sorry, we're gonna have to push this off till today. So, uh, but I appreciate you being flexible. Of course, man. Okay, so uh, I'm going to let Deuce go for a minute. He's going to tell his testimony and what God's done for him and his life. And uh, I hope you uh, would you go ahead and have at it. All right, man. Well, um, like like so many folks in uh, from South Louisiana, you know, I was raised in uh, raised in church. Uh, actually, I was born uh, in in Deritter. I lived in Roast Pine, Louisiana, for. Um, oh man, probably 10, 11 years, um, <clears throat> growing up and kind of had some, some situations arise within my family. Uh, my, my parents got divorced and, and there was a time where, um, some of my family, they actually ended up uh, going, going to jail for, for a time period and, and kind of everything that I had known, 
um, as a 10, 11-year-old boy, you know, was, hey, man, we, we go to church, we um, we serve at church, we're, you know, just this normal, everyday uh, family. And um, one one day, that, that was quickly taken away. Um, I, like I said, my parents had got divorced. Um, out of nowhere to me, um, obviously, because uh, they kind of sheltered me from some of that stuff, and and at that same time, there's there's some legal situations that arose with my family or my parents, and and so it really began early on in my life. Uh, there was just a lot of lot of struggle, a um, lot of hey, what's what's next? Where where am I heading next? And and I actually live with my grandparents, and and I'm so thankful for um, for them um, for for stepping up and 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 kind of bringing me in for a while. Um, both of my parents were actually gone. Both my dad and my mom. They uh, had spent time in, in in jail and in a halfway house, and um, so somebody had to take us. And, and my grandma stepped up, and and through throughout that, uh, she kept me in church. She kept me going. Um, she kept you know kept that uh, instilled in me. You know, hey, you need to be in church. You need to be serving God. And and then uh, my mom actually uh, was. Uh, able to she was she got out of the halfway house and she met somebody down in lake charles and um she met a met a guy that that was was pretty wealthy um and i'll i'll never forget the the first time that i had ended up going down there and meeting her her new boyfriend um you know we went to the store and then we bought the new at the time man i'm really dating myself but i think it was the original playstation um, and he took me and man, we bought the PlayStation. We got the games and all this stuff. And, and, and I they bring me over there and they're like, Hey, why don't, why don't we, uh, what, what do you think about moving in up here or down here? I'm like, yeah, let's, let's do it. I get all this stuff. You know, I, I love my grandparents, but man, I get to be with my mom. Yeah. I, I, I want to do that. And, how old were you? And that was, how old were you when that uh, was? So I was. I was 11 years old at that point. Uh, it might have been 12. Um, I was in seventh grade. So whatever that is, maybe that's 13. Um, I was in seventh grade. I, I specifically remember because my entire life, I actually wanted to go to Rose Pine. And this is, I'm rabbit trailing a little bit here. I wanted to go to Rose Pine for like my whole life. We lived in Rose Pine, but I went to the Christian school in Leesville. Then I went to Pickering because my grandma's out there. And then I finally get to go to Rose Pine and I went there for the uh, first semester. And then I ended up moving down to Lake Charles, and that was in the seventh grade, and and um, and it was a culture shock, you know, man. It was it was different because it's you know, hey, rose pines kind of country, and and laid back, and, and Lake Charles, more people, um, just um, people doing things that I wasn't used to, right. uh, lifestyles that I wasn't used to, and so it kind of introduced me to just hey, this is what else is out there. And, you know, along with making that move, it, it came financially for me as a kid. You know, early on at times we struggled kind of growing up um, financially. There was issues and, and you know, this, this new man that had entered into my life, um, my, my stepdad, uh, he, man, I mean, financially things were great. I mean, for Christmas, we'd spend it um, and on cruises. Uh, man, I... I've been blessed to travel all over the world, Australia, South America, um, all over the place. Uh, and, 
And at the time, I was like, man, this is living life. Well, at that point, um, you know, we start getting into, you know, late in the middle school and start getting into high school. I ended up going to Westlake High School there, kind of what you had talked about earlier. And uh, it was, it was, I, I was the cool guy. Um, I was the guy, you know, I was the, I was a kid that, that had the nice house, that, that had the money, that he gets to go on all these vacations and all that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, my mom, she was, she was an alcoholic. Um, at this time, my dad was, he was back around and, but, but I wasn't living with him. I continued to live with my mom because I mean, I had everything and I had anything money could buy anything I wanted. Um, and I had the opportunity to, to go wherever and, and I'm a golfer. So, you know, I was able to get all the new stuff, play all the nice golf courses. So, man, I was, I was living high on the hog. And about 14, um, I began to walk down a path that I told myself I never would. Um, and, and that path was kind of alcohol uh, and, and, and drugs as well. And, and just kind of like I told myself I wouldn't do it because I seen kind of what it was doing to my mom. And it was, it was really um, – it was a struggle. She'd wake up and drink, and she'd drink till she went to bed. And, and, and I always told myself I wouldn't do it. But then, you know, you, you think that, oh, he, Deuce has got all the money and Deuce gets to do this and Deuce gets to do that. But the reality is they didn't see what happened when the door was closed. They didn't yeah. see the arguments that ensued. They didn't see the, um, the, the fight between my stepdad and my mom. That, you know, people didn't see that. They just thought, oh, Deuce lives in a you know, million-dollar house, and, and, man, life's got to be great for him. And, and on the inside, man, I was, um, I was withering away. And I found, unfortunately, early on, you know, at 14, I found kind of a way out. And that way out was through alcohol. And even at 14, 15, you know, I mean, listen, it, we live in a world that whatever you want, even, you know, 15, 20 years ago, whatever you want, you can get. You just got to find the right person. Yeah. And I got connected with some folks that, that, that helped kind of feed that, um, that helped kind of. Um, they helped me walk in that and, uh, man, it, it, it really was the beginning of the spiral for me. Um, I ended up in, um, just several situations that were, that were not good. Um, and, uh, with the alcohol and with the drugs came, came also the girls, um, and everything that comes along with that. And, you know, Looking back, um, hindsight's always twenty twenty. Uh, but it's like, man, I, I, I began to walk down a path that that was destructive. I mean, it was destructive. Um, it was it was literally I was on a path to hell is where I was going, and it got so bad to the place that I actually wanted to get away so I could go do my own thing. And at this point, I'm 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 getting through high school as an alcoholic and. And I was I was able to cover things up really well. Um, I was able to still kind of put on a the facade of Bruce and, and this image or whatever, and you know, but partying all the time, doing whatever I wanted to. You know, I didn't really have rules with my mom. They were gone. Um, there would be times where they'd go two, three months. They'd go on literally around the world cruises, and we'd be at home with like our chef. And and when I say that, people kind of laugh and they get a kick out of it. And like as a 15, 16, 17 year old, like, yeah, that's fun. Um, but like my mom was gone 
uh, my dad was around, but, you know, I was kind of raising myself, um, staying with this guy that I knew that he cooked our dinner for us. Um, and, you know, people were like, oh, man, so we, we would have, you know, parties at the house. We'd do all that stuff, bunch of stuff we should have had, had no business doing. You had, uh, um, you had so siblings we, or you said you keep saying yeah, we. So, so, got, so I do. I have I have one sister, um, Gabby, um, and, and she's awesome. Man, she is. Um, you know, we kind of walk through it together. We, we, uh, at times, uh, kind of leaned on each other when times were really tough. Um, we kind of, you know, we were brother and sister, so there was always the back and forth, but, you know, deep down, I was always looking out for her. And, and even as a little sister, she was always looking out for me. And, and we just, you know, we, we got through life and I was trying to fill a void. You know, she, she chose her route to try and fill a void. And, and so, you know, that's, that's what life was like for me growing up as a, as a young, young man and a teenager, I was decent at golf. Um, and I had made the decision kind of in my junior year, man, I really want to play golf, like in college, like that is what I want to do. I won't do anything else. I want to play golf. Well, the last day of my junior year of high school. So, you know, we're living, we're living it up, man. Things are going great. Things are amazing. Um, we got this, you know, we got all the money in the world and all this stuff, but inside I'm, I'm, I'm dying. Um, I'm an alcoholic in high school. Um, you know, hanging out with whoever will hang out with me. Um, and, and I'm just living this just horrible life, but got a pretty good facade. Everything's going good. Got nice vehicles, got all this stuff, got anything I could ask for. One day I show up, um, after our last, my last day of my junior year of high school, I get home. My mom was in Florida, and I get home, and when I get home, um, I noticed there was a moving company there at the house, and this, uh, so I, I go inside, my grandma's there, my grandma had lived in, lived in DeRitter, you know, or did live in DeRitter, so for her to be in Lake Charles, these moving companies here, I knew something was up before I even walked in the door, and my grandma and uh, Mr. Robert, what's his name? Uh, my grandma and Mr. Robert were, were kind of in the, the living area, living room, and they, you know, said, "Hey, we we want to sit down. Uh, we got to we got to tell you something." And uh, when I sat down on that couch, I didn't realize it, but my life would change as I knew it. Um, they sat me down and said, "Hey, you know, it's not working out with your mom and Robert, and she um, and and you guys have to move out." And I'm like, well, I guess I have to go pack my stuff. And they're like, no, don't worry about it. It's already been packed up. So my mom's in Florida, so she doesn't even know this is going on. We're there, and he, you know, this this man tells me, he said, well, um, just just so you know, this is where you're going. Uh, I bought you guys a house. It's a house over off of School Street in Lake Charles, and I'm going to move you guys into there. And, um yeah, you, you, this is it, you know, like you, you won't stay another night at this house. And I said, okay. Um, so, and, and some things were going on with him and my mom, like I stated earlier, they, they were, you know, always fighting, always argument. You know, my mom, she took on a lot looking back. Uh, my mom has passed away. Um, and looking back, she took on so much, um, difficulties in life to provide for, for, for me and my sister at times. And I was so, um, 
at the time, it was weird. The relationship me and my mom had, even through all that, it wasn't great. It wasn't good because I didn't realize and see what she what she did. And it's crazy, the love that parents have for their kids. Now being a father of four myself, um, you know, it's crazy that looking back, like all she had done for us. Um, but but one thing that that we didn't really have was, I mean, we we never went to church. We didn't spend any time in the Bible. We didn't do any of that. Like, I literally ran away from it. And so we, we, we kind of get this bombshell dropped on us, and, and we end up moving in this other house, obviously. I mean, we went from a 7,000-square-foot house to a 2,700-square-foot house, and, and life just changed. It was different. Yeah. Um, I I had to get a job, um, uh, you know, which, hey, most high schoolers should go get a right, job. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but, but just the lifestyle, it, it immediately changed. I actually made the decision, like, I don't want to live here. I'm not doing this. I'm moving out of my own. So I did. So me and some buddies, we literally lived in a little shack. Um, there was like four of us that lived in a two bedroom. I don't even know if you could call it an apartment. Uh, but we, we lived in, uh, this, this area and it was, man, I mean, Katie Barley, you did, we were doing anything and everything. And at this point in my life, I was like, I still had this goal in mind that I wanted to play college golf. And I still had it, and I was like, God, I, 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 I want that. Like, I want that so bad. Like, I know I, I was even questioning if I believed in God, but I'm like, God, if you could, if you could do this for me, I'll quit doing everything. Right. Well, and, and we all say that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, at, at times, I mean, prior to salvation, I mean, it's like, God, if you get me through this, I'll quit drinking. God, if you, if you get me through this high, man, it, it, like, I, I, I'll stop it. And then just hours later to be doing the same thing. Uh, yeah. But, um, you know, I said, God, I, I just want, I, I, can I get this scholarship? I want a scholarship so bad. And I was willing to do whatever it took. And I did make the decision. I wanted to get as far away from home as I could. Uh, I didn't want to be close. I wanted to forge my own path. Um, I wanted to do my own thing. Life had not ended up how I thought it would. And I was ready for something different. And, you know, I, I, at times I would always remember, there'd be times where I'd be just really in a deep depression. I'd remember that, you know, I'd remember a Bible verse here or there, you know, or I'd remember this VBS I sat through, or I'd remember this youth group I went to, you know, whatever. And there was always still, I just knew there was something else. I knew, I did know this, that I was trying to fill a void in my life and I was trying to fill it with the wrong thing, but I didn't care. I was, I was willing to do whatever However, to fill this emptiness in my life, you know, part of it was, was my dad was out of my life for a little bit. Part of it was my mom wasn't around, you know, and, and looking back, it's, it's, it's a reminder of, of how some of those close to you and some of those that, that we look up to, I mean, they're, they're, they're human and, and they make mistakes. And, but with, when you put your faith and your trust in God, he, he doesn't ever let us down. Oh yeah. Um, he's faithful through everything. And, um, and so, so I had I had really two scholarship offers. One was I could either go out to Virginia or I could go out to Kansas. And it's crazy with the abilities and the talents that God blesses us with, how he so often uses those things to bring us to where he want to, to where he wants us and and so it came down to those two places and, and at this point in time me and my dad we, we hopped on an airplane. This was um kind of fast forward to Oh, about about ten, eleven months from the time we we got kicked out of 
of the big house. Um, me and my dad are on an airplane heading to Kansas. We head to Kansas and we get here and there's snow on the ground. It's February. And I actually went uh, during Mardi Gras break is when we went. And um, I flew up here. It would have been, so that would have been the uh, spring of 2007. And so we fly up here and we, we get to look in and there's snow on the ground and it's cold. It's bitter cold. But we go up to this little place called Sterling, and we stay in this castle-like building, and and just through some interactions, it's a faith-based university, uh, and just through different interactions, they bring they bring me to the golf course, um, they show me the golf course, and the golf course is nice. And I don't know, you know, if any any of you know anything about golf, or if you know golf courses, but one of the top like seventy-five golf courses in in the entire country is is up uh, is up here and <clears throat> they bring me this course it's called prairie dunes and they bring me and they show me and and i'm like oh, this is where i'm this is where i'm going to school like i don't care i dad you can leave me here you can get back on the airplane i'm staying here and this is going to be our home course it's going to be great and so at, at, at that point, I, I made the decision. I said, okay, this is, we're on the airplane. And I remember I looked over to my dad and I said, dad, I'm, I'm going to Kansas. And it was, it was far away. It was, it was one of those things where it was my get out. It was my, okay, I'm going to turn things around. I know I need to change. I know things in my life need to change, but I yeah, like this, this is, this is part of it. I think. So I got to get away from, what I'm used to and step out of my comfort zone and, and God throughout our lives will, will, will force you to step out of your comfort zone to take you where he wants to take you. And, and at this point, once again, man, I'm lost. I'm lost as a goose. I, I mean, I ain't serving the Lord with anything. So I come to this Christian college and, um, I get here and we show up in the, in the fall of 07 and, you know, it's, I mean, people will argue that golf's not a sport, you know, that, that golfers aren't athletes. I disagree. Hey, we had 5.30 a.m. workout. Um, and uh, and so, you know, hey, it's it's college athletics, man. I mean, you know, you got to have the DPA. You got to do all this stuff. We got practice. We got running. We got swim. We got to do all this stuff. We got, um, you know, and, and so it was, it was, it kept me busy. But I gravitated toward the crowd that like to have, fun in the wrong direction yeah and i don't care if it's a christian college i don't care if it's a secular university it doesn't matter if you want trouble you can find it <laughs> if you want to find trouble it's, it's there um you know and this was a christian university great professors um you know solid biblical foundation but i mean i just found the found the wrong crowd and i'm thankful uh, that through it all god protected me i'm thankful through everything that God had, uh, that, that that nothing happened to me because had I died or anything happened to me, um, man, I I had not placed my faith in Christ, and so the the, the year began to go, and and I'm making this new group of friends, and in a way, I'm feeling disconnected from Louisiana, and it was it was kind of nice. It was like, man, I'm making my own path. Um, I, I'm I'm doing my own thing because for so long when. When my mom had met Robert, the um, he was well known in the Lake Charles community, and so everybody knew me as his stepson. Um, that's who I was. I was, you know, Robert's stepson, 
he's very he was very connected with the university there at McNeese and 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 so it was it was nice because I was able to now it's oh that's Deuce you know he plays on the golf team or or that's Deuce and 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 so it was it was nice it was like I got to hit the reset button uh, it was like I got to start over but but the lifestyle didn't change the lifestyle was no different I was still you know chasing you know what I wanted to I was I was chasing oh I'm going to be a pro golfer even though I'm at some small NAI school in the middle of Kansas you know man this is just I'm going to make I'm going to make it big time I'm going to make it playing college golf I'm going to make it um you know I'm going to go pro and all this stuff and and then I end up in a uh in a relationship that at that point I this would have been this is my sophomore year like college, I end up in this relationship. Uh, I guess I should go back. I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> My first semester at, 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 at a Christian college, I hate to admit, but I did fail one class. That one class that I failed was chapel. All you had to do was get up and go to it. And I couldn't even get out of stinking bed. And the problem was, was it was on a Friday, um, and so which was after Thursday. Um, so we would go out and hang out on Thursday, and chapel was at 10 on Friday. And so the one class I failed in college was chapel. Um, but, um, and so that just kind of gives you, I mean, it indicates where my life was. It was in a dark place. It was in a bad place. Once again, though, the facade was there. Um, you know, I, I was, you know, team captain on the golf team. I was, you know, uh, popular there. And, uh, man, I'll tell you what, popularity, it's nothing. If you don't have Jesus, it doesn't matter how popular you are um, because that gets you nothing. Um, it leaves you broken and empty is what it does. And, and so I got into this relationship my sophomore year and, and we began to, to have, um, really grow in that relationship. And, and I thought that was it. I had my plan figured out. This is who I was going to marry. This is what's going to happen. And things are going well. And, and she was on the softball team and, and we're just doing whatever we want to. And, and I, I begin to slow things down a little bit. And um, there was a, just a, a, several different events um, that, that were of my own doing that, that had happened. And it, 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 it severed that relationship. And it caused it to um, just be no more. And what, when that happened, I, at that point in my life, so, you know, we're talking 20, you know, I'm probably 20 years, uh, 21, 22 years old. Uh, and at that point, that moment it may have been the darkest moment of my life um, up to that point uh, as a, you know, a young adult. And it was dark. And then I was really all alone because this relationship that I thought was it is now no longer there. I'm disconnected really from my family. I'm disconnected from everybody. I didn't want anything to do with anybody. Um, but I still, you know, had to go through life. I still was going through the motions. I, you know, I, at that point I was like, man, I'll do whatever it takes to fill this void. And I kept doing it and I kept doing it and I kept doing it. And at that point is really when I began to kind of see things a little different. I, I guess it was when my, my heart began to turn towards God. We weren't there yet, but it was turning that direction. And I'll never forget, I, I drove into the parking lot at the college, and um, as I'm driving into the parking lot, I know where I'm about to go. I'm coming to pick up a 
friend to go and hang out, um, to go and, and party it up. And when I pulled into the parking lot, there was this, this golf buddy of mine. He walked out, and he wasn't a partier. He was a clean-cut guy. He was, um, I, don't, I don't know that he was necessarily saved, but he was just a good, a good guy. Really didn't go into all that. He was focused on his studies and focused on golf. And, and he came out to the car, and he's like, hey, man, you want to come in and play video games? And I was like, oh, but, but what it did was it, it caused my mind to think. So that night, I began to, it, it, through the night as I was drinking and partying, I kind of kept thinking about that. I was like, man, I, I could have chosen not to. I wonder what it would have been like if I'd have chosen not to go down this path. And so my wheels really started turning, and I tucked that away, and I was like, ah, oh, that's just a feeling. But uh, no, that was God beginning to really start to try to, to open my eyes. And, and the next you know, several months go by and, and I'm still on the struggle bus and trying to recover from, from that relationship. And now I'm not sure. I see, I thought I had the direction for my life figured out. I was going to go pro in golf. I knew who I was going to marry. I knew all those things. Um, but that wasn't what God had planned. And so as a, as I go through that and I get, and I'm struggling, we, it's time to, to I'm showing back up to campus for my senior year. And we have a golf meeting, and um, meeting it was kind of the initial, hey, welcome everybody. We had a girls team, we had a guys team. It was just, you know, hey, welcome everybody meeting. Here's the expectation. Here's it all. Meet all your new teammates, all that kind of thing. Well, I'm sitting in the back, and, and there's this girl that walks in. And I lean over my buddy. I'm like, man, she is gorgeous. And, um, and I was like, dude, I'm going to marry her one day. And he laughed, and, and he, he said a few choice words disagreeing with me. And, uh, and so I'm like, no, bro, I'm telling you, that's who, I, that's who I'm going to marry her. And uh, he laughed it off. So anyway, so her name's Lauren. Anyway, I, I get to know her. We, we start hanging out, and um, she's on the girls' team. I'm on the guys' team. And so we're traveling together. You know, we're going to golf tournaments together and all that stuff, and and, you know, we're um, still kind of partying, still, still partying. And there would be moments in, um, in, in those uh, when we would be hanging out and things, she would ask me questions about God because she kind of she knew I grew up in church and that kind of thing. She wasn't really raised in church. She would ask me questions. I mean, we'd be doing things we shouldn't be doing, and she'd ask questions. And I'm like, hey, that's not for me. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you have to search that stuff out on your own. Um, you're, you're, you're going to have to do it on your own. And, and, um, you know, more power to you. And she did, she, uh, she began to seek it out. She began to look into it, try to figure out what is it? What, who, who is this God? What's the purpose behind all of it? And we began to live our you know life at this point. We, we moved in together. Um, I'm getting, I'm, I'm coming upon about to graduate college, not knowing what's going to happen. And the relationship was horrible. The way I treated her was no good. Um, you know, I was not not a very good boyfriend. Um, just the way I spoke to her, the way I handled situations, it was just not good. Um, and she was actually, she had made the decision that she was moving out. She had had enough of me and my junk that she was heading out. And that same day, she takes a test and we find out she's pregnant. 
So instead of her coming to tell me she's breaking up with me, she comes to tell me that we're having a child. And it's one of those situations where it's like, man, what in the, like, what am I supposed to do now? Like, I'm not a Christian. I'm not serving God, but I know this, this is, this is wrong. Like how, like what in the world? And so, um, we sit down, and, I mean, it was the most nonchalant thing in the world. And looking back on it, I feel bad. But, I mean, it was like, well, I guess we have to get married. You know, there was no big, <laughs> um, let me let me get down on one knee. Let me take you to this, you know, amazing location or, or the, the mariachi band. There was none of that stuff. Um, it was literally in the living room of this one uh, two-bedroom place that we were renting that I was like, well, I guess we should get married. Um, that's got to be the right thing to do. And from that point forward, um, at that point I had graduated from college. Um, she was, she still had some time to go, and and we we felt the best thing for us to do was to move to uh, Wichita because um, that's where her family was, and 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 maybe get some help there um, from from them and. And so we moved to Wichita. Actually, we moved to Derby, and that would have been in twenty. That would have been in let's see, twenty eleven. That'd have been in the fall of twenty eleven. And so we moved. And 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 throughout all of this, we're we're, we're trying to. She can, the questions kept coming from her. Well, what about church? Should we go to church and this and that? Well, we we decide. We find out in June, I think it was, that she was pregnant. Um, due in March. And so we start calling around, trying to figure out, hey, we got to put a wedding together. Let's get married in October. It's close to my birthday, so I won't ever forget when our anniversary is. <laughs> like it'll it'll be it'll be perfect. So she's calling around, calling all these places. She calls five or six different churches, and and we can't find a pastor to marry us. And then she calls this one person. She calls uh, Pastor Jocelyn Emerson over at the Well Worship Center. Um, and at, at the time, it was actually. Crossway, which is interesting with, with Christway, but it was Crossway in Derby, Kansas. And he said, I sure will. Um, Lauren said, you know, I'm calling you because my dad snowplows your parking lot. And, um, I would, uh, you know, we, if you could marry us, that'd be great. He said, I sure will. I just want you to go through marriage council. He said, okay, I guess if that's what we got to do, that's what we got to do. And this, uh, this man was, was very instrumental um, in so many things in our life, and, and I, I'll get to some of that here in just a minute. But um, when I, uh, we, we went to marriage counseling, as we're going through marriage counseling, we, uh, I, I, I was the type of guy, I had it all figured out. He wasn't going to say anything that I didn't know. <laughs> you, know he was, you know, he was going to say the stuff that, hey, Christ has to be the center of your marriage. Yeah, I know that. Doesn't mean he's going to be, but yeah, I know, yeah. I know all that. Uh, you know, I mean, it's it's a situation where I was even, you know, he's like, you know, hey, I, I hope you guys aren't living together. I'm sitting there lying to the preacher. <laughs> nope, no, we're not living together. No way. No, no, no. You know, and so it's just like me going in there, like, here we go. I just got to deal with this church thing one more time, and then I'm free and clear. My wife, what it did though, was it began to change her life. Um, it began. She began to get answers to some questions that she had always wanted to know. She. She she was really listening. She was honing in. And for me, I'm trying to push it off and trying to get through it the whole time God's using this in her life. And he he was using it in mine. I was just blind to it. And 
And so this man, we go through the marriage counseling, we get married there. And then what I thought was going to be done with our church, my church experience for the rest of my life, my wife starts to go to this church of this guy that we um, did our marriage counseling at. She would invite me. I would go here and there. But I didn't want anything to do with it. Right. Um, she was seeking. She was seeking God. She was seeking. She was knocking. She was taking. She was taking that literal. She was. She wanted to find what was there. And for me, I was like, man, go ahead. More power to you. You get after it. You you get involved in any church you want to. But you're gonna be on your own. And she would ask me, and I would go. And there was this one guy there, and man, he would get on my last nerve. And 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 now he's a good friend. But he would constantly be like, hey. Um, Dude, where were you at last Sunday? You weren't here. Where were you at on Wednesday? Your wife was here, but, but you weren't. And, and, man, where were you at? And where were you at? And it would just annoy me. It would get on a lot. Like, dude, I don't want to be here. I don't want anything to do with this place. Um, while I'm sitting here watching, my wife's life was changing before my eyes, and I knew it, and it scared me. It scared me because I did for so many different things. I just That's not what I wanted. I want to do what I want to. You know, serving God's this ball and chain, like serving God is this big list of rules, man, and it's not. That's that's religion. That's legalism. You know, serving God is 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 a relationship. It's a one on one thing. And I wasn't quite seeing it that way, but my wife began to see it that way. Right. And God God began to change her life and, and, and God saved her and and there was this one this one night in, in November of, of twenty twelve. I'll never forget it. Uh, my wife asked me, she said, hey, will you come to church with me tonight? Now, to give you a little bit more context on that, that whole weekend, I was actually down in Louisiana and, and, and partying and hanging out. I flew back up, and I uh, was hungover. And my wife said, will you please just go to church with me? It was the last place I wanted to go. I had a headache. I didn't want to go. And she said, please, just come with me, please. I said, okay. So I go, not wanting to go. The only reason I went is, is so we wouldn't have an argument, so I didn't have to fight my wife that night. And I go, and I went on Saturday. I sat in the back pew of the front section of this church, and I sat in the back pew, and as I'm sitting there, and they had a special guest uh, evangelist kind of singing type of deal. And as I sat there, I began to recognize my entire life it was just kind of flashing before me. Every single time I tried to fill the void, Every single time I ended up in a situation where it could have went bad, it always it didn't go the it didn't go as bad as it could have been. And I begin to see throughout my life it was like this movie that was happening right as I'm sitting in this pew and this man singing and there's preaching and there's people all around. I begin to see every single time where God was in my life and He protected me. Every single time where it could have been my last breath and it wasn't. And in that moment, I recognize. Man, I have tried it my way for long enough. I can't do it any longer. I am tired. I am worn out. I've contemplated suicide at this point. I don't want to be, uh, I, 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 I'm done. I've had enough. And I got up that night, and, man, it's, it's crazy how you remember some of these things. But I, I mean, I remember the address. I can take you right there right now, that, that square inch of carpet where I was. Yeah. Um, 421 Northwestview and gave my life to the Lord that night. And from that point forward, I was scared. I didn't know what was going next. I kind of knew, you know, what 
you know, obviously, like I said, I was raised in church early on. So, I mean, I understand, I understood things and knew something, but I had never, ever experienced what I experienced that night. And so, um, I got up from there and I told my wife on the way home, I said, Hey, I'm, I'm done being that one. I'm done doing that. And life, I mean, it was, man, it was, it was crazy. It was, it was hectic. It was, um, you know, the enemy was all over, you, you know, trying to destroy and, and tell me all these lies that God didn't do this and God didn't do that. And, and, and you're just, you know, you're full of it. You're still the same alcoholic. You still got the same mouth, you know, you still got all this stuff. And, and anyway, I, I just, something had changed. Something was different. I didn't desire those same things. And, and at that point, I mean, I had gotten saved in November and January. I got a phone call from my mom that she had gotten back with my ex-stepdad. They kicked us out, and he was offering us a job. He was offering me a job. So we prayed about, and then that's when we ended up in Louisiana. Yeah. Um, that's when we went back to Louisiana in 2013, and we, um, I was working for him. We knew we needed to find a church, and we didn't know where. The, what got me over to Christway was Pastor Vic um, was our bug man when I was a little kid. <laughs> and I knew that he was going to church. Our, he was like an associate pastor at this church, and I was like, well, I guess we'll go there. I don't know anywhere else to go. Right. And so we ended up going there, and then that's when, at that point in time, we started going there, and that's when we met you guys. That's when we met the Crosses. That's when we met several other families there. And um, God, at that point, I knew that he wanted something different than just the ordinary walk. I knew we were called to something. I just didn't know what it was. And, and there at Christway is where God began to birth in me and my wife. Um, hey, this is where we're called. Like, we're called to ministry. We're called. We're, we're, this is the calling on your life. You're called to preach. And I began to see those things when we were there. Um, and God began to use things like I Am Second, uh, like the youth group, yeah. um, to, to kind of, you know, uh, show us those things. So that's 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 kind of funny because like I remember you guys showing up, and I don't remember the first time I talked to you, but I think it was golf actually that got us talking, and uh, or at least you know the similarity, something to give us to, an avenue mm-hmm. to talk. Um, I didn't realize how how new you were in your faith at that point. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Uh, I, so w- when I think of you, one of the things I think about is how you responded to worship in that time. And, mm-hmm. and so I was, I was on the stage at the time I was part of the praise and worship for the second service group. And it was the guys and the, the people on the stage who were, uh, you know, it was, it was a good group to be a part of. And, and uh, where, where I stood, you always stood sort of in front of me during the altar, or not during the altar time, during praise and worship, but you'd come up to that altar area. And every once in a while, man, you'd just scream like a, like a warrior's cry, like, like a, and, uh, and I, I want, and so what, this is kind of funny. We were in practice one time. And we were doing a song, and I and I kind of looked over at Jeff, and I said, "This right here is when Deuce is going to scream." And uh, and sure enough, it's exactly where he did. And and then during <laughs> during us doing it, you did, and I looked over at Jeff, and he looked over at me, and we kept smiling and kept singing, you know, like. But uh, I, yeah, I didn't realize uh, how new you guys were 
in y'all's faith at the time. I know y'all had a little boy, and at that time, mm-hmm. y'all just had the one, I think. Um, yeah, yep. And so, you know, getting to know you guys and uh, and and then becoming friends and going to your house and hanging out. And I, I remember uh, one of the things I remember vividly was the look you gave me when they threw the ball instead of giving it to Marshawn Lynch during that Super Bowl. Right? You, yeah, th- you right. gave me a look like, wow. <laughs> like, what? And and as, as silly as that is, and, and it is silly, anytime I see that replay, I, I think of you, and I think of, like, you know, here you guys are off, you know, doing doing whatever. Y'all move back to Kansas uh and and I, it kind of I was I was like man that kind of hurts a little bit I really enjoyed them guys, but but they that's part of life you know it's military life and it's the same in church too you know yeah. people got to do the thing, and you guys wind up uh, moving back to Kansas, uh, and and it you know life took us different directions and we you know we we talked from time to time and then Facebook we got to hold each other and stuff but like. It, it was kind of funny when I found out that you were pastoring. It didn't. It wasn't funny as in like I can't believe it. It was like oh cool, you know, like right. it's full circle, you know, like you you wanted to get away from Westlake and you and you had only two offers, you know, you didn't even go to Virginia. You go straight to Kansas. You're like yep. I love this place. Uh, for a college to have a good golf course or one in the top hundred, that's insane because most times right. they're not in that good of shape. But for you know, like here, here's these uh, all these things coming together, and then Lauren walks in, um, you know, of all people, of all schools, uh-huh. for her to walk into, you know, she picked up golf at some point, you know, and then golf is y'all's avenue together, and then through the school and all that kind of stuff. It, it, it's really like it's a God thing, you know, and it's really cool how oh, sure. how all those things kind of come together, but. Um, we're, we're, you know, getting kind of close here. Uh, tell me, tell me what your church is about. Tell me how that got started, real quick, and and what you guys yeah. are, what you guys are doing up there in, in Kansas. I want to, I yeah, want people sure. to hear what's going on with you going from. That. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, so yeah, so so we ended up moving back here. Um, at, we were down there for about two, two and a half years. We came back here. Um, and even looking back now, um, there was a reason why we went back. Uh, it was, it was, my mom was not doing well. Um, she was, she was pretty sick. Uh, and I had to mend that relationship. And so we moved back there from 2013 to 2015. We moved back here in the spring of 2015. And one week after moving back here, my mom passed away. And looking back, man, it, it, it God, God used that because I needed to mend that relationship because he knew what was going on. He knew what was about to happen. And, yeah. you know, through, through, the, through all that, you know, I answered the call to preach. We got super involved when we moved back here to a youth group. And then um, that became all I cared about was ministry. All I cared about was doing ministry and, and having the best youth group possible. And we had a youth group that, that when we were there, it was 25. And by the time we were gone, it was like 80, 90. And it was a large youth group. And, man, things were going well, but – but people didn't see what was going on behind the scenes. I was sacrificing my family on the ministry of altar, uh, on the altar of ministry. And so God used that to kind of pivot us because I thought, hey, this is it. I'm going to be here. We're going to be the youth pastor at the Well Worship Center in Derby, Kansas for the rest of our life. We had 80 year old um, youth but pastor. But see, God was just, 
<laughs> right, right. God was just using that um, to get us to where we are today. So I stepped down from that, um, you know, and, and, and there was still some times the enemy tried to come in and, and get me to fall back into some of the old ways. And, and um, it, was, it was really just fully laying down self, fully laying down my ambitions and my desires for what God wanted. So we left there. We had to focus on our marriage. I had to, to really focus on doing my part in my marriage and making that the best it could be because that was my number one ministry. Being the father to my children right, was yeah. my number one ministry. And God took us to, the, to, to, to another church in Wichita, the movement, because um, when we left the well, I thought ministry was over. I thought it was done. But um, God wasn't done. Uh, just because we think something's done does not mean it is uh, when God's in it. Um, he'll guide and direct and, and take you where he wants to take you. And so I answered um, the, the opportunity to, to go and take over the youth pastor role at a church um, in Wichita. We, uh, we were there for oh, probably a couple years, a year or two. And one Sunday when I was preaching, um, he had asked me to preach. And the pastor there, Pastor Jared Rogers, great, good friend of mine. Um, when, I, when I stepped down from preaching, I knew that I knew that I knew that God called us to start a church. I don't know what it looked like. I didn't know where. I didn't know. I got down. I told my wife, I said, uh, we're supposed to start a church. She said, where? I said, I don't know. She said, okay, what's it going to look like? And I said, I don't know. She said, who's coming with us? I said, I don't know. Um, but we have to, because I didn't want to be found guilty of being disobedient to what God was calling us to. Yeah. And I tried to fight it. I tried to fight it for a while. So we ended up starting in, <laughs> it's funny that we're having this conversation uh, today of all days. Um, but today, tomorrow will actually be 11 months since we started the Lighthouse Church in Rose Hill, Kansas. Um, and we're knocking on the door of a year um, since we've opened the doors. Uh, we, have, uh, we have bounced all around. Um, we have been in schools. We have been in other churches. We have been in situations where we thought we were going to get a church and didn't get a church. Um, and God just has constantly provided. But our goal at the Lighthouse is we, 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 have, we have three, three points and really three missions. I mean, every, every preacher has three points. So, um, we've really got three. <laughs> three points and a closing. We really got, there you go. Um, so the, the, the first thing is we want to see people saved. I mean, we want to see people give their life to God and live for him. Um, the second thing we want to see is people sanctify, growing in their faith, going deeper in their faith, recognizing that it's a relationship. It's not a one-way street. It's spending time with God. It's studying God's Word. Um, it's being the hands and feet of Jesus. And then the third kind of part of our mission is we want to see people sent out. And kind of the funny thing I say is, well, not sent out right away, <laughs> but... We do. Yeah. We want to see people operating in their gifts and callings and going out and reaching people for Christ. And, um, you know, so the key to, to all of that to really make it work is discipleship. Um, so we're really working on putting things in place to help disciple our people. Right now we run about 50, 45 to 50 on a Sunday. Um, and, you know, we, we've got this foundation that's been laid. Um, we're excited for the future. I preached today on Isaiah 43, um, 18 and 19. I am doing a new thing. Um, and and it's funny, we're actually this week could sign a lease on a building for our church to, to something that's finally ours. Right. And 
um, you know, to look back to see where everything began way back in DeRitter, Louisiana, um, and the pieces and the things that he has used throughout, you know, all of it, and that, that he was he was there even as a Christian when I've been serving God, when I've been unfaithful, he's always been faithful, um, that it was his goodness that led to repentance. Right. Um, the goodness of God leads to repentance. And, and God is so good, and he is a faithful God, and he is a merciful God, and he's a graceful God. You know, the, the, the thought, and, and this is what blows me away, is, is, and I know we're, we're running out of time. The thing that blows me away is when I get to thinking about my life and what I did and who I was, that God cared enough to send his son to die for me, um, to die for, for everybody, to give us an opportunity to place our faith in the creator of the universe so we can spend eternity with him. Um, is mind-boggling to me. I mean, man, we're 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 nothing. We're absolutely nothing. And now I'm 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 a part of of a of a royal bloodline because I placed my faith in Jesus. Man, it's crazy. Um, so so I I, I have a, a message for anybody out there that maybe they're feel like they're too far gone or they're too messed up. Um, man, I'm here to tell you this this preacher, this pastor was a wretched mess, and I still am. Um, man, I was an alcoholic. I was an addict. Um, I cared. I, I, my, my lustful thoughts and desires, they would get the best of me. If God can use me, he can definitely use you. And so I, I, I just want to encourage somebody. Maybe they're just in a dark, dark place right now, feeling like there is no other way, and, and they've tried everything to fill that void in their life. I, I, I'm here to tell you that there is only one thing that will fill that void, and that's Jesus. What's your praise out? Heavenly Father, we thank you uh, for today. Lord, I thank you for this opportunity that you've, that you've given me to, to hop on here with Jonathan, Lord, and, and just share what you've done in my life, God. But, but God, it isn't about me because the story is you. God, the story and how you've changed and how you've redeemed and how you've moved. God, in my life, Lord, I pray right now for whoever at any point in time may come across this podcast, whether it's the first time that it's aired or five years down the road or ten years down the road, God. God, that I pray that if it's somebody that needs hope, that they are trying to fill that void in their life with something other than you, God. God, that they recognize in this moment that they need you, that the only thing that will fill their void in their life is you. God, you're a good God. And the, the, the lie and the thought that the enemy tries to tell us that it's a ball and chain to serve you, it's far from that. It's freeing. It's freedom. And, God, I pray for anyone under the sound of my voice as they listen to this podcast that if they don't know you, get up from listening to this podcast without placing their faith in you, without making you the Lord of their life. God, I thank you. God, I pray that you bless Jonathan and his ministry. God, I pray that you bless this podcast of all the years that I'll hear it over the years and all the other episodes. And, God, I pray that you use it to bring glory to your kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Deuce. Absolutely, man. I love you. I love you too, man. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening.